Hey, this is Dan Wickland, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Friday, so we're going to talk about what you want to talk about. All week, we've been celebrating the Marines. They had their 244th birthday earlier this week, so happy birthday to them. We've looked at Marines in video games, all the Call of Duties, Halos, everything, um, movies with Marines, you know, dating back to 1918, some of the Marines from comics, and uh, just, you know, yesterday's show, we talked about the history of Marines. Well, I am super honored and super excited to have Shay here talking with us today. Shay, how are you doing today? Great, you? I'm I'm doing great. I'm like I said, glad you're here. Shay was a Marine, and so she is qualified. She's a credible source, as it were, <laughs> uh, qualified to talk about it. Now, before we we get into it, I do have to tell a story. I have to talk about how Shay and I became friends because this is a nerd podcast, and it's a, the best story ever. Yeah. So a few years ago. More than I'm going to say, because I don't want to date us or anything. Uh, <laughs> I used to hang out at this bar a lot that you, you worked at a little bit part-time. And we I got invited to the Halloween party. Or was it at the Halloween party or was it at the bar? It was at the bar. At the at bar. The Halloween yeah. party at the bar. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I was wearing my like full-on Ezio Assassin's Creed. Pretty quality costume. I mean, I'm pretty proud of it. It, it was pretty awesome. And then... Out of the corner of my eye, I see this little figure like dashing through everybody, running toward me, and run up and say, "Hey, awesome costume! We're gonna be friends." Yep. And that, I mean, that's pretty much how our friendship started. That is exactly how it started. <laughs> so thank you, Assassin's Creed, for <laughs> this one of my best friendship. friends. Yeah, and I, I mean, Shay's the reason I know my wife. So she's uh. Had a, a pretty big hand, and all because of video games. So, Valid. yay. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it's, But yeah, it, all it took was the costume. She was super excited. And I wasn't the only assassin that night. Yeah, but you were the only one that looked... I was the like movie quality assassin. Yeah. The other one was looked like it was made out of paper. <laughs> and it was about as thin, and it was... Boobs are not a costume. We, we've talked about that. <laughs> no, but... no. No, definitely not. Especially not for Ezio. It didn't really make any sense. So I was like, what is that? Yeah. That's not Ezio. But so, yeah, it was pretty cool. But no, uh, I wanted to have you here on the show because you're a gamer. You're a movie person. You're, uh, you read comics. Uh, you're yes. a big DC person. So, Batman. yay, Batman. So I want to ask, you know, just kind of that. On Monday's show, I talked about how Marines are put in a lot of video games, like the Call of Duties, the Battlefields, and everything, because they're so diverse. You know, like with the Air Force, you're flying a plane. With the Navy, you're on a boat. But with the Marines, you kind of cover everything. And you're able to do a lot more as far as story-wise uh, goes and changes up the, the campaign. But as, a, as both a Marine and a gamer... Like, obviously, there's some differences there. Vastly. <clears throat> and what people know about most services is actually wrong. Do you know the Navy flies more than the Air Force? 
No, I did not. The Air Force is mostly technology. The Navy flies. Ah, because they have the boats with the planes on them. Carriers. The boats part was valid. Most most people don't know that. I spent a lot of time on ship with the Navy, and they all flew. Yeah, <clears throat> but see, like right there, like you spent, like y'all, you spend time with other branches sometimes, right? To I was on the Mew. Uh, the Mew is called a Marine Expeditionary Unit. It's basically what they do is they put totally you... thought that was a Pokemon thing. I yeah, didn't know. kind of like Mew and Mewtwo. I don't know. But uh, they shove you on a ship and then you go places and then you get off and you do whatever. But in that time, I spent a lot of time with the Navy because you board with the Navy while you're on the ship. So you and you know half the Navy crew that the ship actually belongs to. It's kind of like a hotel slash taxi. You get in and. You kind of coexist with them for however many months it takes to float there. So you end up talking to a lot, a lot of Navy. I have talked to more Navy than anybody else outside of the Marine Corps. Nice. So so, so they leave those out of the video games where you're just sitting on the boat waiting. That's a load screen. Yeah. That's, that's a load screen of your life is the... Uh... I've had a lot of load screens. <laughs> <laughs> the load screens are never long enough to compare to the load screens uh, of life. So the... The games you play, now you, we talked uh, earlier off mic, and you're a big first-person shooter person. Yes. That's, uh, especially, you know, you're a big Borderlands fan. Yes. That's kind of, what What would you say, aside from Borderlands, what are some of your favorite video games out there? I'm a big Destiny fan. I've been playing that since the drop. Um, I do like Assassin's Creed and the whole franchise. I haven't played Odyssey yet, but I'll get around to it. Um, I like all of the Fallouts. I obviously like all of the Arkham Batman games. Um, I like a lot of different stuff, but I predominantly play a lot more shooters. Yeah. But you and I both, like, and people who listen to the show, they know this, like, we're not Call of Duty people. Have it been for years and years and years. I played it while I was in because it was the easiest thing to play. And everyone had it, but outside of that, I didn't really play it what much. One, it's a lot of it's really, really wrong. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So I know, like when Guitar Hero came out, because this is this is from my realm of stuff. When Guitar Hero came out, all the musicians I knew they were like, "This game is dumb. It's not going to teach you how to play the guitar. Exactly. That's not how it is." And, and so when you know you were out and y'all would play call of duty and stuff was it kind of that was it we made comedic it. almost yes so when we used to play it in the barracks we did a lot of making fun of it but at the time when i was still in there wasn't as much well internet was not a thing so much when you were overseas so we did a lot of couch stuff and it was one of the few games that we could all get that we could couch co-op and play against each other in like controller pass yeah because i've been out for a long time yeah, we, uh, you know, we're seasoned, yeah. as it were. So, the Halo era. Yeah. The the first console, first person shooters and stuff. Yeah. So, one thing I've talked about this week, uh, especially when I talked about movies, because I, I didn't know this till this week, that during the 40s and 50s, the Marines actually wrote, directed, and produced their own feature-length films basically as propaganda even going back as far as 1918 they like wrote produced and so so they you know and i i said it on the show that day like i hate to use the word propaganda because there's such a negative connotation with that word but 
It's definitely too... But it's not wrong. I mean, the Uncle Sam, we want you, is yeah. still propaganda. Just because it's not negative to you doesn't make the word any less true. So, with that, do you do you feel like these these games, your Call of Duties... Because uh, we, we know for a fact now, I talked about it on Monday's show, that the armed forces not only use game video games for training, but they use them for recruitment as well. Um, how, I mean, do you think that that's a viable, like a practical thing? I wouldn't say practical, maybe, but uh, I can see why they do it. It's an easier way to reach a lot of kids. But what they don't tell you is it's definitely not the Call of Duty experience. It's a lot more load screens than they will ever tell you. And you're stuck in for all the DLC. Oh, you can't opt out of any of the DLC. You can't opt out of any of it. You're there for the entire time, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, I, was just, I was just curious about that. So, when you are playing these games, you know, is it is it hard to not look at them through a comedic lens? You know, like, is there... Because I know, like, some things that I play... that I, If it's something I know about and I see it in a movie or on a video game, I'm like... That's that's not right. And it takes me out of the experience. Does yes. that happen to you a lot? So here's a perspective. I don't watch war movies that aren't uh, Vietnam in the past. It's got to be Vietnam, World War II. Anything that's current, I won't watch because they get it really wrong. They look really stupid. They talk like we do not talk. Or they use us as fodder, which is... Super irritating. Yeah. I Video think, games are really bad about that, too. They use military as fodder, and I'm like, the real life is not quite like that. Yeah. Well, because you got to have the one lone hero that comes up and saves the day. and Dude, honestly, you never go anywhere by yourself. The whole time in the Marine Corps, you have a buddy or three, and you, you never go anywhere alone. You literally don't even go to the bathroom alone. There is always somebody within five feet of you at all times. For like four years. Mm -hmm. So the whole lone ranger, lone wolf thing is not a thing. And that's also really irritating in military games like Call of Duty. Like, you're never alone. There's not one guy who does everything. It's a very team-oriented ordeal. Yeah. Which is funny. I prefer co-op games. I, I mean, I do. That's why we were talking, you know, I that's the one reason I want to pick up the new Call of Duty is because it has that co-op mode. And I'm like, well... The yeah. lone wolf thing is overdone. Yeah, it's just and not real. So not real. So I'm going to spring something on you here. Uh, you're a Batman fan. You have Batman tattoos. Like you're. That's if I'd have been wearing a Batman outfit that night, like a quality Batman outfit, I think we would have been friends still too. Valid. But it would. I mean, it would have been a good one. Because if not, be you probably would have kicked me out if it was like you know, like an Adam West Batman, like just some fat guy in a cheesy Batman pajama suit. But in DC Comics recently, uh, I, I know I have a problem. I follow it super, super close. But they're doing a Superman year one story with Frank Miller, who is your Batman guy. I love Frank Miller. And yes. in it, uh, he has... Clark Kent join the Navy SEALs. So that 
that level of training, I mean, do you think Batman would have, I mean, if he wouldn't have trained with, you know, a League of Assassins, like this super secret, supernatural, almost force, do you think Batman would have, had he not been a billionaire playboy, that is? So here's the thing. Here's actually one of the reasons why I still like Batman. I liked Batman when I was a kid, but I grew up and still liked Batman because Batman seemed more real. You can train yourself to do almost anything if you try and work at it long enough. The whole, I fight all night, I sleep for four hours, and I still function, that's possible. I did. I mean, not exactly that, but you can train yourself to do anything that seems a lot more realistic than flying around. Yeah. That's why Superman never appealed to me as much, because I can't fly. But I can train and try to be a closer level to Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they put the comic book spin, but there's some truth to be said about some of the things that he can accomplish. The way that he does a lot of stuff. It feels a little bit more real yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna psychoanalyze here for a second because you know we just talked about like how the lone wolf's another thing and how it's always Crawford. you know everybody paints batman to be this lone wolf but he's really not he has a huge well, infrastructure and fam like literal family you know people that he has adopted that he's related to robins and alfred yeah his core he's never alone either he always has alfred even if it's solo batman quote unquote he still always has alfred he yeah. is never alone and then i mean usually dick's there um more recently you have jason and tim and, and damien uh barbara yeah and uh well, batwoman especially and... when she turns into um Oracle. Yeah, Oracle. Mm. I mean, he's he's not. So that I mean that may be another reason. I think like that could be another reason you like Batman. It's because he's not. He's not as alone as as they paint him to be. Yeah, as people who don't know Batman perceive. I mean, when I say don't know Batman, you know what I mean. He is angry and brooding, but I can relate to that. Yeah, a lot more. I don't. Man, the Boy Scout thing about Superman just seems not real. Yeah. Even if you are good to your core, I don't think you can ever be that clean cut. But I was always more anti-hero anyways. I'll be a hero, but I'm going to break every bone in your body for being a jerk. Yeah. That's that's the Batman. It's So, my, my last question here, to wrap it up. Um, we've talked about video games and movies and comics and everything. What, out of out of all of that, is there, has there been a time that you've seen them get it at least a little right? That you've been like, eh, it's not too bad. Um, I haven't watched any movies with Marines in it in a long time. Well, because I know, like, I mean, the more recent movies uh, that you haven't seen, they they don't paint it in quite as glamorous of a light, and they focus more on, like, the psychological effects and aspects and things of it, which has caught backlash from some areas and but caught praise from other areas. It just depends on who you ask, and it also depends on people's, not only perspective from when they were in, but... You gotta take into people's experience, even across the entire Marine Corps. Everybody's experience is gonna be a little bit different, depending on what they did as their MOS or where they went, where they were deployed, where they were stationed. It's all very different. 
I didn't experience a lot of things that even I talk about with other vets because I spent my entire career in Okinawa or deployed. I have no idea what it's like to be stationed stateside at all because I never was. And so my perspective on a lot of things are vastly different because I never saw it yeah. or, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, that goes, breaking it full circle, that goes back that in the Marines from, from just from talking to people I know and researching, it's like, there's so many different stories. I mean, I know everybody and everything has different stories, but it seems like there's not one path. Like there's, everybody has their own path. Everybody does their own thing to, to an extent, you know, like you could, you could take five people who were in for four years and probably know to have the same stories or experience. You probably take 50 people and get hardly any overlap. Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of weird since the Marine Corps is so small. It's mostly run like a small town too. Everybody knows everything about everyone. Yeah. But honestly, I haven't seen anything up to date that I would even know would be a decent representation of us. I started staying away from that stuff when I first got out. Space Marines. Halo. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that was the last time I played a Marine in a video game. Since I don't play Call of Duty or Battlefield yeah. or anything like that. And I you didn't find any, like, eight-foot-tall blue aliens, right? No. I mean, or maybe you can't that tell us. That would be super cool, maybe she, no. I don't, Maybe she can't tell us, folks. <laughs> she signed a, a, a thing. I, I, actually, I did sign <laughs> a thing, but no. <laughs> I'll tell you that one. Definitely not. Didn't find anything blue. I was on the ocean for a long time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fought, probably wanted to fight the ocean at one point. I just wanted to see some damn fish. You'd be surprised how much you don't see fish in the middle of the ocean. Mm -hmm. I mean, the big ships scare them away. Yeah, all the noise and the waves and the vibration and stuff. But anyway, well, awesome. Well, Shay, thank you for your service. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. Sorry, I'm broken the Golden Girls theme song there. I, I went, <laughs> is that what that was? Yeah. Do you not know the Golden Girls theme song? Oh, I know what we're listening to as soon as we stop recording. But no, seriously, thank you so much for being on the show. I always like having people I know. It's a little more relaxed, kind of, especially when I'm all stopped up and sick. But <laughs> it was it was fun. We'll have to bring you back on when we can just nerd out about just video games sometimes. Right, right. So, But thank you all so much for listening. Um, let us know if you've served or know somebody who has. We'd love to give them a shout out, give them a thank you. You can let us know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're out there. Just look for The Night Nerd. Or if you got a long story, you can email it to me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you all so much for listening. Again, my name is Lance, and we will see you next time. What's your fear most?